Ooh, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. We get to kick this live show off this week, episode 144, and it is time for the center of attention. It is still summertime, so we are still rocking and rolling through. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know exactly what this segment is about. If you're new, this is where we get to pick either something that's new that we, that we just saw come up, get to talk on that a little bit, um, or if we have a rant to go off on, we can go off on a rant for this one. It's basically right right now. Here, here's the information. If you follow us on Twitter, which everybody should at FEOTB Pod, you saw Nico, who will be coming in in a little bit after we get the intro video and this segment is over out of the way. He tweeted that the AFL on their new website, they released a graphic. They're going to be announcing the new teams because they're they're revamping everything, putting everything back out there. And Colorado has been announced as a city. It looks eerily similar back to that Colorado crush, that beautiful orange and blue logo. <clears throat> and that uh, uh, threw gold in there for some reason. Look a little bit like Notre Dame. 2005 league champions, 2005 conference champions, formerly owned by John Elway. I mean – for a guy that's a very big football fan, obviously this is huge news for me. I know Nika loves arena football too and loved the Colorado Crush when they were here initially. It's just a different environment. And right now, especially with the way things are going with Denver and the teams at Ball Arena, which is where I assume they're going to be playing these games, but the teams at Ball Arena right now, they're good. So it's hard to get on season tickets. Like if I wanted to buy season tickets for a team that's at the ball arena right now, I'd have to buy mammoth tickets, which I've heard are great games and they've been really good in the playoffs for, for the last few years. So who even knows, but this is getting in on the ground floor or something, something that I've never really experienced uh, as a football fan. I'm sure that the entire city, once we get figured out, if it's not the Colorado crush, I, I will not be very happy. Um, <clears throat> it'll be the first time that we see them since the AFL suspended operations in 2009. Um, last coach for the Colorado Crush was Mike Daly. And as I said, the last owner was uh, John Elway. Elway is going to have some time, no longer working as closely as he was with the Broncos. So who knows? Maybe he's going to you know, come back. The bat signal might be up there. Just a big picture of horse teeth in the Denver skyline. I had to throw in a shot. Uh, if if Nico, uh, Nico probably not going to be too happy with me on that one. Um, that is this week's center of attention. Don't go anywhere. We have a great show coming up right now. We're going to play our hit our intro video, and then we will be back with episode one forty four live of the Far End of the Bench podcast. If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Right, starting things off strong, Nick. I think your camera's turned off. It's all right. You hear me? There we go. Now we're good. I can, I can hear you. That was my one of my main good. concerns. I was wondering, like, oh shit, are we gonna have another? Are we gonna have to have Nico lose? No, we're knocking on, we're knocking on wood. Episode one forty four. Denver Nuggets are still NBA champions. So yeah, here we are. Vibes are still high. Wait a second. Here we, we go. Took yep. me four minutes to get into this show. So breaking news. Breaking everybody. news. Yeah, they are still the NBA champions. Um, I know you're the one that put this out on our Twitter channel. I, I, I mentioned that in my center of attention segment there. Um, this is exciting times. I know that I'm excited. I kind of I explained it. This is like basically a ground floor level. I love the Colorado Crush when they were here. Were they the most successful? Like were they must watch TV all the time? Like I, I wasn't watching necessarily every single game. This feels a little bit different. Like I'm an adult. I have my own ability to set my time schedules, what I what I'm looking for, what I want to do. And I can get in on the ground floor of something that this could be if the trend continues and Ball Arena has whatever, whatever good juju the Cronkies have done for the teams at Ball Arena. Hopefully that carries over into whatever they're going to call the new team. I'm super excited to see if this is the Colorado Crush. I am going to be all decked out in orange, blue, and that weird ass gold. I don't. I, I oh, I, I, I absolutely like you hit the nail on the head. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like my first love for football 
came from the Colorado Crush. Like people don't know that really well. Like I wore 48 because Salt the Two wore 48 for the for the Colorado Crush. I used to go to games. I was at Arena Bowl 19 when we lost the Georgia Force, and I was at Arena Bowl 20 when we beat. I think it was Bon Jovi's team, the Soul. Like I, I before I was a Broncos fan, I was cheering on Damian Harrell. John Dutton, not Yellowstone John Dutton, actual John Dutton, the guy who was on the cover of the Arena Football game, which is fire back in the day. Real ones know that one. And just an absolutely great time. Like, it was one of the best shows, like, in town. Absolutely was. And, like, during the spring, during the summer, like, it, they're, they're predicted to start out next spring. And, and look, if it's a crush, I hope I hope they do it right. I really do. I hope they bring LA back. Um, Pat Bullen was one of the owners as well, but LA was kind of the overseer. Um, and, look, Arena, like, it's hard for me to get into arena football and like these other minor league football divisions because of how powerful the NFL is. But you sign me up with with a with childhood memories with the Colorado Crush, say less. Like, like I kid you not, I, I I think at my parents' house we have like four arena football balls and like we have the gold chains, like we have everything from when they won Arena Bowl in Vegas in in, in two thousand five. I think you said like it's been crazy how long and like like they tried to revamp the team, played them in I think it was in not, or I think it was in. Boulder or something like that in a different league. Uh, yeah, yeah, work. and there was a different team name too. That was the Colorado Ice. <laughs> it just it just didn't work. Like like you need to like when you're trying to bring back nostalgia, bring back. You have to do it right. You have to be at Ball Arena. You have to have the same colors. You gotta have the same marketing ability and go from there. Because like I said, I don't look the Broncos suck. Okay, like, like I'm, not, I'm I'm dreading thinking about NFL season coming up. If I'm being honest with you, okay, because I'm still off this high of winning an NBA championship, and, and I need something to look forward to. And the Colorado Crush giving me a little bit of um, the little bit of hope. That would be, be very, very fun for my football life is all I'll say. No, it's funny you mentioned, too, the fact that they changed their team or tried to at least for a season because a lot of people don't realize, like, one of our old coaches up at Broomfield was on that staff when they changed down to the Colorado Ice. And for one game at the Budweiser Event Center, my me as an eight-year-old, no idea what was in the future like before oh i'm gonna talk be able to talk about this on a podcast when i'm sitting in my parents basement and i'm 25 i was out there throwing the t-shirts so like at every break of the game they gave us banded rubber banded up t-shirts and instead of t-shirt cannons they were just like oh eight-year-olds go out there try and get it as high as you can first time i've ever been cussed out by a frat dude with a beer that was an experience um but no this is arena football like football is Colorado's first. I know that people don't around the country don't necessarily look at it that way. Football is everything to Colorado. Like that is, we have a ton of pride. High school, uh, our little league, our little leagues are getting better now that we have a more established Pop Warner. But like college football and now the pros and, and arena football, like people loved it, and, and it's a it's a huge market to tap back into. So it, it'll be interesting to see if the AFL is able to hold this time. I hope so. I re- I really do hope so. Like I said, with the with the with the brand new addition of a lot of leagues, like people are realizing there are markets for this shit. It really is. Like there's market for the PLL. There's market for MLS. There's a market for minor league baseball. There's a market for an arena football. I, like in reality, like it's going to take a while to try to dethrone XFL or dethrone the CFL as as the second biggest um and or a second biggest uh football football league in, in America, but or just in general, and it, it may take a while to get back to where they were. But like I said, you build it the right way. You get the right people around you. You use the same logos. Bring back the nostalgia, and you're going to be in business. Give me my childhood back. Um, we've already gone 10 minutes, and we haven't mentioned it yet. And then I also have to get into some some new, th- new stuff. I don't know if you saw over the week, but VSN is making – Quite a bit of moves. This is episode 144 live, far end of the bench at FEOTV Pod. You can see it in my little bio and Nico's little bio. It's also down at the bottom of the screen. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave a like or a comment. A review on iTunes would be huge right now, trying to get the, the show a little bit more exposure. And then be sure to follow our network, VSN, the Variety Sports Network, at Variety underscore sports underscore. And uh, check them out on YouTube as well, all the great live shows that Nico and I frequently appear on. And uh, with NFL, once the NFL season comes back, I'll be on top of the gridiron at least once a week, possibly twice a week. We'll see how much they can talk me into it. Uh, We are also going to bring in a new sponsor at this time, something that I'm sure we're both going to be very excited about. Old Humble Distilling. 
That is uh, a whiskey company. VSN is now, we have a promo code through them. So if you go to the website that's down on your screen that you're seeing live, www. I don't know why I said that. Everybody knows how to use the internet nowadays. I just reverted back to 1999, but it's okay. OldHumbleDistilling.com. And if you use your promo code Variety Sports, uh, VSN pays for your shipping. You won't have to pay for shipping. It'll be covered if you use that promo code. So be sure to check it out. If you're looking for a great drink for the end of your summer, like a nice, uh, you know, sitting by the fire, sipping on a nice whiskey and Coke. If you, if you like to drink your whiskey straight with with a little bit of ice, who knows? Uh, however whiskey you wide. like it. Old Humble Distilling. Yeah, Old Humble Distilling. What? Fire there we go. That, that, that's sick. <laughs> I, I love me some whiskey. Whiskey is the choice of, of alcohol for me usually. So uh, Old Humble yes. Distilling, check it out. We have that little bit of cowboy in us. We we want to be cowboys just enough that I drink the first. Uh, I don't. You probably. I don't know if you remember it or not. The first shot that I ever had when I was twenty one at a at a bar, my sister bought for me. So shout out Roxy. It was Pendleton whiskey because I, I don't know why it was just the one that I picked, and apparently it's the cowboy whiskey. Awful. Tasted like absolute gasoline. Tasted way worse than Old Humble Distilling because Old Humble Distilling and VSN Variety Sports is the promo code, and we will pay for your shipping. Um, let's talk about this this past weekend, week slash weekend. We took the week off. That's why we're back here live. That's why we're bringing you a live show. Um, you're off a huge travel weekend. I know. I know about that. Yeah, love the love the state of Connecticut. Just, just absolutely love. It's just it. so it's, close, right? It's, it's just it's, so close. It's so easy. I don't have to get on a one a.m. flight and to get in on time. Like, just great time. Just, just wonderful. Yeah. Weather is beautiful. It's not humid at all. Like it didn't thunder all weekend. Like, didn't have to worry I'm about not bears. It was a beautiful facility. Fans are great, but. Yeah. Look, there's we're, a reason why we're West Coast over here. We don't we don't fuck with the East Coast. <laughs> no, and that's not even necessarily like e- people on the East Coast don't necessarily know where Connecticut is. I think the only thing that people I know Connecticut for is uh, WWE, and because um, that's where their headquarters is, is Stanford, Connecticut. It's WWE and Aaron Hernandez are the two things that Connecticut is known for. So it's kind of both ends of the spectrum. Sometimes on the same end of the spectrum there. You you had a big travel week. Uh, where were you the week before? Where where was PLA? Uh, we before? were in um, where was, was that? Charlotte? I was in Minnesota, Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. There Minnesota you go. Minnesota with our throwback weekend. I actually got a jersey. The, the boys let me grab a jersey because they all kept their jerseys. So for those viewers out there, <clears throat> these were the um, the uh, Indigenous Heritage jerseys. <clears throat> so my boys got me. Um, a jersey, so I got just the, the blood jersey number eighty two on the back. Nothing there, so appreciate appreciate the boys looking out for me and the, and the team. But yeah, it was it was a great weekend in Minnesota. <clears throat> Not so great this past weekend. Um, as, as all as all I put it, three goals in forty minutes is not going to do any basketball or any lacrosse games ever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we we could talk about the the Redwoods game specifically, um, and for. For now, and then we'll get to more of a PLL as a whole recap. But the Redwoods, two weeks ago in Minnesota, I tweeted it out. I was watching. Offense was on fire. Weather was a lot better in that week. Like There was other extenuating circumstances, but it looked like the Redwoods were firing on all cylinders at that point. Obviously, it's not going to stay that way the entire time, and you're going to have up weekends where you're up, weekends where you're down. But what is like, what was going so right in Minnesota – Minus the weather, that that, and then what changed in Connecticut that saw the basically a. Two I, day, I think two it, I think it was a I think it was a multitude of things. I, I think that the offense is still trying to get its inkling. There's a lot. The midfield is still trying to get their footing offensively and get some uh, goals right now. Right now, you have the MVP of the league on your team, Ryder Garnsey, who, who's been an absolute stud, and and he, he's right now the. Not I, I can't bet on it, but the, he's the odds-on favorite to win it right now, halfway through the season at the All-Star break this weekend. And you have guys like Rob Pinnell who was chasing 300 goals. Like, like you could tell that he was trying to get one more last weekend. And, and it was just like a, God damn it, just get it so we can get over with, like like kind of thing so the offense can go. You can tell the guys were trying to get feet in the ball and everything were trying to force the ball. So I'm not going to – like I said it's a long season. It's th- we're only three and two. It could be worse. We're not one and we're not one and four. We're not two and three. Um, and we're still we're fit, we're not, we're like literally two games out from 
from number one seed still. Uh, so a couple big wins in the next couple of weeks can absolutely turn this around. Um, it starts next weekend when we go to Dallas, and then we'll be in Baltimore. Then he'll be back here in Denver um, beginning of August. So um, it's a it's a it's a big stretch for our team, and and, and going forward, we need to. Like I said it's it's a game that you just want to forget about, and 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 you want to take this All Star break, relax, go fishing, do whatever you need to do. And they'd be like, we need to lock it in and dial it back in for the next week, and that's Dallas next week. Yeah, just going to throw this out there. If you live in Denver, if you're close and you're going to go to that weekend, I'm going to try and be out at everything. I want to experience the festival atmosphere um, because we talked about it. It's a great way to set up the league, and it's going to be changing slightly. I still feel like they're going to do the tour model. You can't necessarily that's, expect uh, tour model will, will stick around for a while, but we are even, doing city based. So Yeah, that's that's what I was saying. Even with the cities, you're still going to want to do the tours because you get more people. Like you get more live eyeballs to watch your games that way. And as it stands currently, when you don't have the 70 plus years of history that the NFL and the NBA and the MLB have, then this is the way to go about it. That's what it's what I think the spring leagues in the in football seem to miss. That's what the arena leagues seem to miss. You don't have to play in the same arenas all the time. In fact, if you play around the country and play in front of multiple different people, you can have fans from all over. It doesn't have to be region-based, region especially now. Everything's so connected. You used to have to – they used to not have the scoreboard on the screen during sporting games. They used to – you have to rely on the broadcaster to be up to point, like tell you how much time is left. Sometimes they'll flash it up there. And, and now you can literally watch – like we're, we could watch anything that we wanted to. If it's a sporting event taking place in China, like there's a, an international wrestling tournament in Hungary this weekend. I could watch it on my phone at 10 o'clock in the morning. It's nuts. It's ridiculous. It, you know, it, it really is nuts. And, and the ESPN and PLO have done an absolutely excellent job at, at promoting it and getting um, a lot of eyes and faces. Like Dan Orlovsky, who's obviously a big ESPN guy, NFL quarterback, was at this past weekend announcing announcing the games, there with his kids, doing all that. Barstool obviously has, has been a big component with the Wire Dogs. They've released a bunch of merch. You had people like Hillary Knight out there. Or you had Chris Kreider out there. Like You had a bunch of big name. Athletes are just trying to see what the best play, best lacrosse in the world looks like. Like, because look, what me, me and me and my my coworkers have have a saying is like, this is the best you'll ever see. Like, this is the best lacrosse you'll ever watch. This is the best lacrosse you, you could ever watch on two feet. Like, this is the quickest game on two feet. It, it it's worth your, your your time just sitting down and watching it, having it on in the background. I promise you. Yeah, it it's got a cool history with the indigenous um, the tribes, and then obviously because that's that's what I remember from the Minnesota broadcast. Is they allowed Thompson up in the booth going over the different types. Jer of Jeremy Thompson, his brother was Jeremy there, Thompson. Yeah. But I they look they're identical. They're, they're I know that there's two. I knew that there was two of them. I've learned that much. I've learned that much. Uh, but he was going over the different types of sticks, and the different tribes would have different different makes of their sticks. So you'd have oh, to get it a certain way and. Wooden sticks are just unreal. I'm I'm trying to badly get one, get my hands on one because they're incredible. Like uh, I, I Alfie, I believe was his name, was the guy who originally uh, who passed away. I think I think a month back, who was one of the originators for the wooden stick and and the wooden stick. Like it is incredible what what these people do. with just straight, literally bark. It's 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 like what what you do out of hockey stick, out out of out of maple syrup and tree. Like it's what you do with the cross stick. It's it's unreal. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a picture of those uh, of those kinds of sticks so that we can put there's, them up on the there's screen. There's two types. There's the original, which is like the literally like the, the the yeah that that one on the far the second to the far right. That was like the original one. That's very very difficult to use. Like I've tried it, I've, I've held it, and it's just unreal to try to keep that ball and that stick. And then that one in the middle there that looks more like the traditional one. That's the more common one. Um, guys like Zed Thompson. Um, used it at the World Games uh, when he played for the Haudenosaunee. Um, so he he did use a wooden stick for a series um, just to try to pay his respects. But it's 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 incredible. Like I said, the, the, it's a game that's older than ninety five percent of the sports out there. Like people don't know that the sport goes back to the twelve thirteen hundreds. Like like it, it it is a sport that it used to be how they uh, as the old social studies nerd. It used to be how they would settle disputes between tribes like they would have lacrosse games instead of killing each other i mean maybe that, that possibly happened afterwards it was who really knows but like that was that's the stories that's told is that lacrosse was the deciding factor how like how in greece they used to have one guy fight another and whoever won that instead of fighting hundreds of thousands of people you only have to lose one or two 
it, it's a it's cool it's a cool game and it's cool that you know like I said with the arena league I I came in on the beginning of this PLL wave I've watched the documentary I love the documentary and and seeing how everything was put together and it's still holding my attention something that I thought was going to be I'll be honest I thought it was going to be a flash in the pan I did not know how this was going to work it's like there's already another lacrosse league there's two other lacrosse leagues do we really need a third is lacrosse that big and forgetting that I went to the biggest lacrosse school in the state and you know it is like that <clears throat> I don't know if it's going to get up to top 3 sports oh, in, in, in America the, the goal right now is top 5 and try to get to MLS standards and try to get to minor league baseball standards which is kind of crazy to think about I mean I mean look there was I think the number was 750,000 were week one when we played the Atlas. And this past week on ESPN2, yes, is much smaller, um, but it, it's 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 on the smaller broadcast. There's all still 70,000 people watching. Like the sport is mightily, mightily growing. It's when these nationally televised games come on that people are like, holy shit, like I want to tune in and see what's going on. So, yeah, if I could get my parents, my dad, and my brother specifically to, to pay attention long enough, I think that they would enjoy it because it's. Tom played goalie. You could throw him. He, he he might enjoy it. I I had it on and he was not interested. It was that, that was wasn't still, like that a was, great that was, experience. That was still one of the funniest experience I may have ever had. Oh, you're fat enough. You take up the entire. Your, your your family had a lacrosse tournament, and my family was like, "Yeah, Dom, come play goalie. You just stand in there. Yeah, move a stick every now and then, and, and just try to get hit by the ball." And 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 I don't think they won a game that year because <laughs> Brock and Dom's team were not very good, but it was fun. No, oh, that wasn't. It wasn't his sport. He's not a spring sport guy. That's. That's where Dom lies because even still, like he always, I think I've told this story before, but I might as well retell it. We had the junk ball. We went and bought a junk ball like a year ago to just hang out and play over the summer. I played baseball forever. I could still, you know, that's a skill. It's one of the cooler skills that you don't realize until you haven't done it in a while, just to be able to like track a ball and hit it, whether you're killing it or not. (laughs) We used to say that he couldn't see was the reason why Dom sucked at baseball. Well, we've since corrected this. He wears contacts now. He has glasses. The man can see perfectly fine. Still cannot hit the broadside of a barn. Like I would tell him, I'm throwing this one. I am trying to hit the barrel of the bat with the ball. That is my goal for, for myself right now because I can strike you out. What, what good is that? I'm going to strike you out in three straight pitches. You can't – you're swinging this every time. I'm just getting the fan. I'm catching a cold. I'm trying to hit the barrel. It's still – it goes right through. It was like a, it was like a SpongeBob skit where he'd swing and then it would hit it's and just go bench, straight through it's the bench bench. Like I tipped it, I, I, I tipped the ball. So you're still out. You're still fat. Yeah. Oh, and then I, I get to be. Yeah, I actually watched that movie on uh, uh, Friday. That's super underrated. Like I look, I didn't play baseball, but I think it's the best baseball movie. Like, I, I get the Sandlot. I get all these other just feel the dreams, whatever. Bench Warmers is still one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. Tell me you did not f- feel like one of the Bench Warmers riding around in Coach Ken's RV when they had that RV to drive to the baseball games. That was my, the, my the dream. Gus bus, the Gus bus. The Gus bus. The Ken bus. It was. We just needed to put his face on the side of the bus. That would have been awesome. He probably would have been up for it too. He, oh, that would have been – Probably something that would have happened. Uh, keep it up. Let's let's also bring the. I think it's it's important to mention uh, this whole Northwestern Pat Fitzgerald saga that went on. We missed talking about it last week. He was initially suspended when we would have had our episode, and then um, fired later on during the week. I saw the news when I was in in Las Vegas, and and you know, belly up, belly up. Right? You went to Vegas to cover summer league. Yeah, I was covering summer yeah. league. You know, sitting at the country bar. I met. Here's the. Here's the thing that you got to know about me. I cannot walk up to a girl at a party or at a bar and and make any kind of conversation. Don't need to anymore because I'm happily. I have a great girlfriend. I'm in a great relationship. Watch your words, everybody. <laughs> yeah. When I was single, when I was back and I was single, that was not happening with me. If you are a singer of a country band and you're playing in Las Vegas, I apparently am Rico Suave. I can come up to you. I was buddies with this guy. I talked to him for five minutes. He shook my hand, gave me his phone number, told me the crazy story about this drunk lady that kept dancing all around the stage of the bar. Like I was, I had everything. I could have had anything I wanted. If we didn't have a theme song already, I could have been like, hey, would you like to create a theme song? It's it's a superpower that I didn't know I had, and it's a superpower I don't know what I'm going to do with because – what does this get me? 
cool stories, I guess. Hey, hey, that, that's it's the vibes. It's it's the vibes that, that come with it. Really, it's not necessarily the cool story. It's the vibes. No, it was good, it was good vibes. Um, not good vibes though. Was Northwestern? We've been in locker rooms. We've transition. yeah. I, I, I it, like it's it's a very very tough situation. I, I look. I never condone hazing. I never condone any of that for for any reason. There, there's ways that you can initiate rookies. There's a ways that you can do that without basically violating them. There's ways without without making them uh, um, be dis- like, like basically just disrespect them in, in a way of, of losing their manhood. Basically, like there's ways that you can that you can mold rookies. Like heck. Christian Brown carried his carried his uh, uh, frozen backpack all the way to the NBA Finals because he was a rookie. Like little things like that, like that, that that's easy. That's just funny that you can have a little joke about. But what Northwestern was doing, apparently Pat Fitzgerald knew all about it, was all for it, is absolutely horrendous. And it's crazy because we talk about Northwestern, like Northwestern, it's a decent program. We said Pat Fitzgerald is a, is a top tier Big Ten coach. Like, like that, that's that's an easy comment. Like, I, like, and not in in terms of the it's, lower level teams. Yeah, you have to go back a, a couple years. You have to go back a couple years. Like in the last three, Northwestern is a borderline. They're they're just an Ivy League school. They should be playing in the same league as as uh, Harvard and Yale because that's the level of competition. But like up until then, and that's the crazy thing too. Pat Fitzgerald was a three year team captain at Northwestern, spent four years as an assistant, and then the last 17 as a head coach. The guy's been there for like 25 years. Yeah, forever. So in my mind, in my mind, you can make the argument, well, you can't know everything that's going on. For the university to take these measures where you're suspended for two weeks without pay instantly, and then three days later you're fired, like totally out of there for a guy that's been around and was the face of the program, that – you, you, there's got to be something that we don't know. There's a smoking gun somewhere. Like Pat, they have Pat Fitzgerald on video or something. I'm not saying that they do, but in my mind, the way that it works out in my head, for the university to do what they did, they have to have something that nails Pat Fitzgerald to the wall. Like you are the reason this happened. You knew everything. This was your program. You're responsible for it. And yeah, at, at this point, we do have to let you go. Like I said, it's one of the longest tenure head coaches in college football, and and, and like I said, he 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 was that program, and and it it's not that's not excusing him from what he did. Like you said, with a guy that's been there for seventeen years, there's no chance that it just happened. No chance, like like zero percent chance. That's what happened for for his whole time, and probably during his playing career as well. That's just a tradition, quote unquote, bad tradition that is just horrendous that you need to get out of the game. Yeah, there's a culture that you can create, but if if the players and it's it, there's the the arguments too right now with the the transfer portal in the NIL like maybe it's a player that's disgruntled that is trying to come out and, and make something up I go back to if, if it's made up then there wouldn't have been anything people have gone through fake allegations like people have survived I know that we're supposed to be listening and, and taking the the quote I'm, I'm not going to say quote victim but like taking that side of things a little bit more seriously I just I can't escape the feeling like there has to be something. There has to be something, and, yeah. and there's been stories too. Like I was listening to Shab on his show. He was like, yeah, "Pat Fitzgerald used to be an assistant coach at CU when I went to the camp, and he was a dick to me as an 11 year old. Like he was not a nice person. Maybe that's just who he is. I didn't see that on the sidelines. I thought that he would be like you know typical oh, middle yeah. linebacker team yeah. captain. I saw him as the college football version of Mike Vrabel, and. That, that seems to be the furthest thing from the truth. So you really can't tell anything about these guys from a video cam- a video screen on Saturdays. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, anything else? Uh, I guess Summer League, What it, have you seen? You, you've been watching well, We I got know. some dogs. We got some dogs. Hunter, Hunter Tyson is a ball out. He was first team all – all summer league. That's that, for a guy who was drafted 37th overall. Crazy. Strother finally got his footing. Pickett looks like he could be in our conversation for the back of point guard this season. Um, there's a lot of, and, and we saw, we signed some two way guys that I'm very intrigued with. Um, like I said, when you, when you have it, look, one of the, one of the, Keys to success is health, and if you and and what you need off the bench and back depth is going to be massive for you because guys like Chanchar, guys like Tyson, guys like Strother are going to get minutes during the season. Like like when when guys go down with injuries or need a break or whatever it may be, fuck this in season tournament that's coming in. Like you, th- this is their time to shine. <laughs> like 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 it really is. Like like there, there's going to be opportunities for them. I'm excited to see. Like I said, I I was a weirdo. I watched every summer league game, and and and, and dissected each of the. Our three draft picks, um, 
and like to see what I saw out of the game. So, so like I said, look, you have the best player in the world. You have you have the best team in the world. Like best starting five. I don't care what anyone says. Like, like it, it's all based upon like who's going to be that Bruce Brown, who's going to be the Christian Brown of last year, who's going to be that guy that takes the next step. Is it Michael Porter Jr.'s time to take the next step? Is it Jamal Murray's time to be an, an All Star? Is it is it, that's the big questions. And look. We're talking about building a dynasty. We're not talking about winning one. Uh, that's that's the that's the fun part, right? You're, we got the monkey off your back. You're you're trying to build a dynasty now and do this for a longevity of a long lot of years. And to build that dynasty, you have to take the warnings that were out there from those avalanches last season. If things aren't going the way that you expected, like if you're planning on something to happen that's not happening by All Star break. Don't be afraid to change course and do whatever you think is necessary because the window is not going to be open forever. It's open for a longer time with the talent and the players and the chemistry. And like you have guys like Bruce Brown saying this team was different. We we didn't even have anything against the Lakers, yet we wanted to just absolutely destroy the Lakers. That was the mentality of the team last year. And I think the Avalanche had this plan. Gabe's going to be back by All-Star break. Really? Is he really going to be back? But he hasn't skated. Since all since last year's All Star break, almost is is what it felt like, and the team just kept staying, 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 and then by the end of the season, you're like, I don't know what happened. And bullshit, you know, you don't know what happened. Yeah. Everybody yeah. saw what happened. We all yeah. knew this was coming, yeah. and, and you were just the only ones that didn't adapt. So take this. You have all of this momentum. You had a great summer league, from what it sounds like, is what you're what you're telling me. Be prepared to make the necessary movements if you have to. It's a business. It's a business at the end of the day. And there's not much cow space to go around. You're just going to have to see what you can find off benches and what you have out of guys. That's plain and simple. What you have for Ray Jackson, what you have out of DeAndre Jordan and company. Like that. That's that's as, as simple as that. And 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 look, like I said, summer league. It's a great performance. You don't need to win it. It's funny because the Cavs won the summer league, and they got rings for it. Uh, they now give out rings and trophies to the summer league winners. They got rings right after, right as they got off the court. I thought that was kind of funny that they got their rings before we did. But um, hey, all all kudos to you for hyping up games that not many people watch, unfortunately. Uh, it's it, last thing that I'll say about this whole last weekend and like catching up since I was out in Vegas. The amount of things to do out there just always blows my mind. Because so last uh, last Wednesday we came home last Thursday. Last Wednesday happened to be fully loaded tonight in Vegas. So Burt, Burt Kreischer's comedy tour. My cousin found tickets. We swiped tickets. We went there, laughed my ass off. There were nine comedians on this lineup, like uh, nine of probably the best touring comedians that you could see. It was a great show, great night. And there was quite a few people. Like the arena was pretty packed. We go and we're staying at Park MGM and there happens to be Usher's residency is also that night. Well, I thought we were with everybody that was in Las Vegas because you know how in Colorado, if you go to a concert downtown, you're with the majority of the people that live there. No, nah, because there was just a horde, hordes and hordes of people coming out of this Usher show in the park. And I was, let's just say I was not of the group. I stood out in, in that section. I was trying to make it back up to my room and they were playing Rihanna in the elevator. And I got a free performance. It was it was kind of cool. Like, it, it, wah, wah, wah. They were like, you want, all just... You want- you want to talk about a, 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 a great performance? We we had the goat here last weekend at Mile oh, High, the only hey. person to ever sold out saw Mile High Stadium in two nights. Yeah, T Swizzle. T Swizzle. I have uh, the friendship bracelets because guess who is the biggest Swifty? Oh, not wow. not me, but you know who she is. Uh, she's had these tickets. Her mom waited in line. She said eight hours. For Eight you. hours. Good her you. her mom and sister flew. Too. Oh, it, it was it. They had you know she she had really good seats. Her mom and sister flew from North Carolina to Colorado to go to the show with her, um, which I thought was awesome. Like it, it, it was a, a cool story. And and yeah, as I've been with her, I listened to more Taylor Swift songs. She has a couple ones that you know they sneak in there. They sneak well, up on the, you, and you're OGs, just like. The OGs are bangers. The OGs are bangers. Like, the OGs, I, 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 the OGs, Dream, it, all the albums, all country, the albums. Have country at least- Taylor, Country Taylor does not miss. Okay, hip hop Taylor. That's where we can. We, that's where we can have the conversation. Country Taylor did not miss. Uh, and yeah, 
uh, I got the video uh, of the back. <laughs> to, so she does surprise songs. She has enough songs that she could do mystery surprise songs. Uh, they she did back to December, and I can't great imagine. Song. Yeah, it's a great song, but just the amount of tears. Like you probably could have swam. You could have filled up Taylor Reservoir out in Gunnison with the amount of tears that were cried once she started playing. That song. Over over under fifty people that got engaged when Love Story came on. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm gonna take the over i'm not a better but i'll take the over on that hammering the over because they're probably guys that like they happen to catch on the screen it's like shit i i didn't oh, I, I have the ring didn't plan it <laughs> didn't plan it but i guess we'll go well i guess we'll do it yeah um i would say that's impressive i didn't know she's the only person to sell it out two nights i saw garth brooks Garth uh, was incredible. I, I did see at, that too. at empower uh, garth was was insane garth was only and i saw it from yeah, I, I saw him that. from section five twenty-eight. It's like I, I could look over behind me and see the yeah, yeah, yeah I can see the parking lot, but I didn't care. Like that's I'm sure there were a lot of people. I was looking on game time, which uh, I guess I can leave that in there because it's a, a bad story. The flash deals for tickets on Friday night, a thousand dollars for section five thirty. No, no. Absolutely, uh, they're selling tickets behind her stage setup. But, but extra- I will say, with the amount of money that I've spent on fucking playoff tickets, I I understand. Okay, I will never, I will never like like hate someone for saying I want to, I need to fucking see this. I will never because I dropped nine hundred some odd dollars to go to get, go to Game Five last year of the Stanley Cup Final, and I dropped I think it was six hundred seven hundred dollars to go to the uh, Phoenix Suns Nuggets game as well, like, like during the playoffs. Like like that, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. So I will never hate anyone for doing that. But it's if if you can that find was it, their Super Bowl. It, it's a great time. <laughs> that was the Swifty Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely, With, without a doubt. Um, let's, uh, let's go back before we move on to our next topic. I want a reminder, new sponsor. If you haven't, if you just tuning in now live old humble distilling, if you go to old humble distilling.com use promo code variety sports, VSN will pay for your shipping. So you won't have to pay for the shipping out there. Uh, I love having a whiskey and Coke, especially like at a, a family gathering or just to relax. It's a great way. I'm definitely going to be picking up a bottle of old humble. And when I do, I will be using promo code variety sports. So I don't have to pay for my own shipping. What are, what do you think about this uh, Netflix so show? I, I, I know you. I know you're not interested. I, I, I really. I, it it looks interesting. Either. It does. Like like if I could just X out the whole Patrick Mahomes part, I would watch it. Like I think I think the whole Mariota thing is interesting. I think that fact that he said I'm not fucking playing, and then then being like, oh, I'm because I'm injured, but I'm not injured. Then played, then didn't play. It's, it was a whole thing, and I think Kirk Cousins has a great story too. So, look, I. I just I look I, I love Last Chance You I love all those shows but like I just I, I just can't get myself to to to, to watch the Mahomes family I, I really can't like I I know it's only partially it's as bad as you expect oh, it's, it's not just partially it's not partially if you cut out Patrick Mahomes' parts of the show each episode would be about twenty five minutes God yeah exactly <laughs> another reason why I'm probably not going to watch it I, I, I look I have nothing against Mahomes he kicks my ass every single year. I just, I'd rather watch Hard Knocks when, with the Jets or watch something along those lines, something that actually matters other than, oh, comeback story, Patrick Mahomes, everyone doubted him and he made his way to the Super Bowl. No, bite me. Fucking bite me. I'm not sitting there watching that. I love it. Well, I, I'm hoping if they continue on with this show next season, I want the quarterbacks to be – they gotta do Russ. They gotta do. I Russ. was gonna Russ, say, Russ would be fucking hilarious. Let's Russ do Russ. Let's do team. Burrow. Let's do Herbert. Russ Burrow and Herbert. Because Herbert get... may be a little dry. You might. You might want to go. Maybe, maybe a Derek Carr or Jimmy Garoppolo. That might be a little more juicy. Well, let's see if if Trey Lance does well this year. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe that's the West Coast guy. Uh, but I do want. I want to see Burrow because that's the. These guys, some some of them are freaks, but like, it's weird. Mahomes is only two or three years older than us, and you could still see, you could see those mannerisms in the way that he is. And then you got a guy like Kirk Cousins. I texted you. I thought it. I was, <clears throat> I sat. I was sitting at my house today. I've only watched the first four episodes because I basically fall asleep after. If I watch more than two, I fall asleep. So it, it's ridiculous to try and watch three in a row. 
<clears throat> he was sitting in his home office at his own desk in his home office. And he had a name, like what I have on my desk at school, he had a nameplate, Kirk Cousins. This is my desk. This is my office. So that when his kids happened to sneak in there, they remembered, oh, yeah, who's my dad? Oh, Kirk Cousins. That's when, you, when, you ha- when you have a dumb amount of money, you can do whatever the hell you want. It probably was $5 on Amazon to be like, hey, can I get this unplated? Um, um, it, it, it probably wasn't very expensive. I'm just going with the semantics. Like, yeah, I built this mansion. I made all of this money. This is everything that I've ever bought. I might as well label my own desk because who knows? Somebody might be confused. Whose house? They're gonna see me. Just go generic white guy. This can't be your house. No, this is this is my house. This is Kirk I'm Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Hello. In case you forget. Case you forget. He's he he's the uh, NFL equivalent of the Book of Mormon. That's what I see when Kirk Cousins comes on my screen when he's doing his testimonials. Hello, my name is Elder Kirk, and I would like to talk to you about the most amazing book. He, he's like I said the only stream of uh, or or streak of of uh, excitement he's ever had was that you like that that's literally the only the only thing that's ever happened i'm sure they milked the hell out of that for like in a whole episode didn't they the uh the best episode that i saw was when they were talking about the bills vikings game the one that ended up that was the insane justin jefferson catch the one-handed yeah. one you know you remember what i'm talking about yeah. um they were talking because that was also the one where they basically went through all three of their like how do you deal with injuries and keep yourself in shape it makes a lot of sense that what Patrick Mahomes is able to play through when you see that because he does – I don't know what the hell he's doing, but, like, his trainer works his soft tissue. He's just basically rubbing him with a, a lead pipe, like, to bruise the Strength tissue around well. everything so that, yeah, it's, it strengthens it. So when you have a high ankle sprain, you can play again within five days and beat the shit out of the Cincinnati Bengals in the AFC Championship and crush another person's hopes and dreams. Oh, that's just a personal – um story for me but it it was he kirk cousins had like bruised almost broken ribs at that point and that was the bills pass rush that had von miller that had ed oliver that had all of these guys he was getting his ass handed to him just over and over and his it's the most relatable thing that i've ever seen on in, in football media where he's just on his back like uh there's he had no words for the amount of pain that he was in. The only way that he could express himself was just the uh, uh, yeah. uh, those hits, blindside hits from top level pass rushers. Just like don't look, they hurt. They absolutely hurt. Like I, I stood back there and would have to block these blindside guys coming full speed in my ass, and that wasn't fun. I can only imagine what a professional outside linebacker coming full speed at your head, taking oh, your back out, uh, and just pause on that and and just uh, just unrailing on you pause again I, I that did not mean to turn that sexually that quickly but you get what i'm saying no it's uh and then also the offensive lineman too because every time he's on the ground just moaning the offensive lineman comes up behind him he's like you okay which is the dumbest thing to ask in that moment because you know for a fact that he's not but you're the one who missed the block and let him get his ass lit up so you gotta be like are you okay i i tell my kids that i <laughs> I tell the kids that I coach now, it's like, you want to listen to my pass pro technique because you do not want to have a lookout block. Well, coach P, what's a lookout block? It's where you get your ass beat so bad that he beat you clean. You have enough time to turn around, look back at the quarterback and go, look out. Just you not, don't want any of those. You just do not want any of those. Uh, no, I, it's a, it's an all right show. I hope that they choose different people and it's not, it's not going to be the same person. Um, I'm saying, like, get Russ, get yeah, Burrow, yeah. get, like, some, like, entertainment. Here's my question to you. Who is going to be worse on this show, Brittany Mahomes or Ciara? I don't know. I'm not going to watch a second of Brittany Mahomes. So, probably probably Brittany Mahomes, if I'm being yes. But Ciara, yeah, she's loud. And she does a lot of things. But, like, she kind of – She just, reminds me of uh, Lala. She just sits there and, and, and is like, oh, my guy's the man. And that's about it. And she kind of just does her own little thing, which I respect. It's a lot easier doing it that way. I don't know. If Brittany is tough to watch, I can't can't stand it. His daughter's cute, which is something. Jackson's not in the show. <laughs> no mention. Well, the man, the, man, the man is also on trial for hit, uh, or, or sexually assaulting a woman. So probably not a good idea to have him on the show. <laughs> it's I don't know. I, I hate Mahomes, but I have to watch too. So half of Raleigh's family is. 
Vikings fans. And then her mom is from Kansas City, so they're huge Chiefs fans. And that was like the first interaction, the first day that I went out to North Carolina and met her. Um, she called me a motherfucker because we were sitting there and we were kind of talking. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, the, the Chiefs are great. And, you know, but does Burrow have any kids? I said, no, not unless you count Patrick Mahomes. Because at that point, it was when he was, he was. And he's like, you motherfucker. It's just the first day that you're meeting me. You're saying that. It's like, you're, you might be yeah. my future in law with that yeah. reaction. So he's tied That's into the fabric of my fam of my, of my current family and my future family because he's the bane of my dad hates this man. He's the most hated man in America. If you ask, if you ask my dad. See Jimmy, like I'm over here. I, I don't. I have no worries, man. I, I my team won an NBA championship. I, I don't. I I don't need to think about football season until I have to. Let me just remind you of that, okay? And I'm going to keep it that way. Keep it that way, okay? I will not think about football season. I will not think about football season. I will not think about football season. I have a fucking fantasy football uh, draft tomorrow. I will not think about football season. I will not think about football season. I, I, I'm just, I'm just too happy, Jimmy. I don't want to be sad again. I, I don't want to, don't want to put myself in a situation where if we keep losing, maybe Caleb Williams will be good. I don't want to do that yet, okay? I'm not there yet, Jimmy. Yeah. Um. So we're. I know that we're trying to keep it a little bit short because you don't, you, you know, there's a whole bunch of, uh, of stuff we're uh, trying. We didn't talk about the UFC, which I feel like we should talk about the UFC before we get into guess the bench, because that's this week's topic is MMA. Um, uh, I'm not going to allow that one on. Uh, she loves Travis Kelsey. I don't know. She was probably one of the 10 viewers of Catching Kelsey. You remember when he had a dating show and he tried to be uh, – I, Like I said, I don't what, – what's? I know. I don't, I don't know if football is, Jimmy. Football talk, doesn't exist. Talk, talk to me in a month and then we'll talk football. Let's talk uh, – did you watch the UFC? Were you able to watch the I was, UFC? I wasn't you... able to watch, but I was able to keep up with it and, and it looked like a hell of a card. Your boy, oh, Bo Nickel, your oh, boy dude. is knocking people out now. How oh, long how, how long does until he gets a title shot? I say next – or January, February next year. I was going to say it's it, it's got to be – I would it's say – one of the biggest trajectories I, I've ever seen. I would say January you should start getting like that top, top eight five to five. Place. Yeah. I he's would already, say another he's year. already getting ranked opponents. No, no dude, the guy that he knocked out, it, the guy that he knocked out was a replacement. So let's put that into perspective. He was cutting, he was mowing lawns like me. He's trying to, he's hitting, hitting up the Facebook groups, trying to find lawns to mow the week before he fought Bo fucking nickel in the UFC event. So poor hats off to that guy for getting his ass in there because that takes a lot of balls. Um, I would say a year, I would say a next international fight week. That's where Bo Nickel is possibly getting his first. That's the timeline that you should. We don't need to rush this because if you rush it right now, as good as he looked on his feet, if he goes up against a Robert Whitaker or an Israel Adesanya at that weight class, he doesn't have the ability on the feet still. Like take him down all day. That's good. You're not going to take your you you won't be taken down and you'll be able to take them down any way that you want. But you get a random kick to the face from an Israel Adesanya or or the guy that just won. Um, it beat Robert Whitaker. I, I think they've been calling him DDP. Duplesis is his last name. I'm pretty sure. Duplesis. Yeah. Um, you're not going to get a good outcome. So let him develop. His striking is already pretty fucking astronomical. And I know it's it's surprising to everybody. But here's the thing that not many people understand that I, I feel like as a wrestling coach and as a guy that loves the sport and wants to continue to push that sport forward, we should mention the footwork that you see in boxing and in like stand up is not all that different than the footwork that you would see in international wrestling competition at like a freestyle Greco event. It is all footwork. Like it's timing. I could take that. I, yes, I'm bigger and stronger than all these high schoolers that I wrestle with. Sometimes I'm not like, we are going to have a guy that took second that he's coming, going to be coming back next year from college. He's going to want a practice partner over winter break. And I'm going to be the only one there. That's going to be able to volunteer. I'm not going to be taking him down because I'm bigger and stronger and faster than he is. I'm going to be timing his feet. I'm going to be watching. He's taking two steps. If I move this way, he's taking two steps this way, and I'm going to find a new attack. That's all that was. It's the same thing Bo Nickel finding a single leg as it was when he found that left uppercut and knocked his guy just out. It was beautiful. It's the same exact setup, though. He could have been going for a single leg as much as he was going for an uppercut. 
That's the crazy thing. So his, uh, his look, striking the, the, is not the, as far the, behind as people think. The striking also, yes, it was against a lower level player and, and a fighter, and, and there's still a long way to go in that front. But it's not like the wrestling will not be there against the top level players. So that's literally the only thing. And look, his you look at too. He lost he, to Gordon Ryan in a jujitsu match by one point. You you look you look at the, the the levels of some of these guys. I forgot what his name was, but he had this blonde prickly hair, and they shot him up way too fast. Like you gotta be careful with some of these guys that are quote unquote prodigies. I, I, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but like they shot all these guys up at prodigies. Like it's just gonna hurt the guy. You have to have some some repertoire, some way to be able to develop your game. Super stage, like, super stage Northcutt, by the way. Because the level, yeah, the level of championship level fighters versus the guy you just faced is literally night and day. It's not even like on the same stratosphere. Like, like you look yeah. at these top level fighters and what they fight with, and, and guys like Volkanovski, guys like Moreno and company. Like, it is hard to believe that Bo Nickel can't get there. But is he there right now? I would say no. I, I still think, like I said, I, I, th- and that look, that's not a slight on him. It's a slight on development. Like, like, like the guy just doesn't have it under him yet. <laughs> Plain simple. Like you're not gonna go six and zero and boom, you have a title shot. That's just not gonna work. Like you gotta get nine, ten, eleven fights under you and just dominate your weight competition, keep getting better every single time, and then you can hold that championship for however long you want. Well, let's let's play this game because at middleweight, if we're just gonna go with the top ten initially, uh, Bo Nickel versus Derek Brunson, Nico. Who do you have faith in? Just give me off the top of your head. Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel versus Sean Strickland. Who do you got? Bo Nickel. Sean Bo Strickland. Nickel versus Paulo Costa. That's where, that's that's where it, it, it could be. Striking, it, it could, but, but 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 right now I would say probably Paulo. But but in two fights I would say Bo Bo. It's that's the crazy thing. Like and two the the other argument against Bo Nickel is the Dagestani's. How is he going to deal with the Dagestani wrestling? He's been wrestling Dagestani's since he was ten. In these international tournaments, when you go to the Ironman and the Fargos and the Junior World Championships, you, this is not the first time that he's seen them, and he's beaten them. He's never lost a wrestling match to these guys. So add in punches all you want. It, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it's almost like when guys are such great wrestlers, people don't understand how much that helps. I think I'm going to stand behind it and say wrestling is the best base that you can have. It's what Joe Rogan said. It's what a lot of different MMA media has said. Because when you're the better wrestler, you get to dictate whether you want to fight on the feet, whether you want to fight on the ground. And if you're a really good wrestler with a hell of a top game, Mark Coleman will tell you, you can pound motherfuckers out on the ground. So wrestling and the wrestling that Bo Nickel has, I mean, I'm just – I'm in love. You are the two that just like – if you have that, you can fight with anybody. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, your your stand up game needs to get better when you face guys, but that's if you want to get cute. <laughs> Plain and simple, right? That's if you want to get cute and 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 win fights different ways and show that you're better at this and better at that. Like, that's that's where you're reaching the territory with Bo Nickel. All right, uh, and then the last thing that I wanted to touch on before we get into because we're gonna get into guest bench here MMA edition, um, but <clears throat> the interaction between Duplessis and Izzy at the end of the fight. Um, Dana White was quoted, doesn't see a problem with it. Obviously there, there probably isn't a huge problem with it. And when you, when you peel back the layers, there's reasons why things happen the way that they did. Uh, Obviously Izzy was born in Africa. His family moved to New Zealand. So Duplessis going into his last fight to try and, hype things up if he won to get a middleweight title shot, which he did. Congratulations to him. You're not a real African because you grew up in New Zealand, which that's going to strike a nerve because guess what? When he grew up in New Zealand, he wasn't a real New Zealander because he was born in Africa and his family moved there. Like this guy's been, that's the literal root of Israel Adesanya's trauma that turned him into the fighter that he is today. And if I'm Duplessis and my business manager made that statement without consulting me and like he put it out there and now trying to take it back and Izzy's like he ain't taking that and that I'm sorry that you, that is, that you can't refund that you can't, it, you can't Izzy will that. tear that man apart I I will go on record saying that he will tear that man apart like it's not even going to be close like two places it was cute it was really cute. But it's just not he looks a lot better than he was. Like he he had medical issues and had he finally got those kind of cleared up. Duplessis did, and he looked great. And and, and he's awkward. 
Like he did to Robert Whitaker what I was not expecting. I thought Whitaker was going to win. We we're going to have Whitaker Izzy three is, is what I was expecting to have happen. And Duplessis or, or Pereira two or Pereira, Pereira Izzy three like one of those two is one of those two as well. I thought Pereira already went up to like heavyweight, but oh, I didn't know. I, if he did, I wasn't. I, I I'm not sure. It's it's been tough. Like I haven't been paying as much attention. Um, and, and I also last thing before we we get into get off of UFC 290 and into the the guest the bench, I forgot that the UFC gets an exemption with USADA. So everything that I said last episode, where I was like, I don't, I hate the UFC because we're not going to get Chandler and McGregor, even if McGregor is on all of the sauce, which he looks like he is. They'll be able to figure it out. They, they have they one exemption. They keep that exemption in their back pocket for Brock Lesnar or Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. That's the only two that, or maybe Ronda. That's the only only three. Because <laughs> Ronda, there's rumors of her coming back. I will say a couple things before we move on to guess the bench. Uh, Volkanovski walked out with Jamal Murray, so I knew he was going to win. Um, if I could bet, I would have bet literally five thousand dollars on him to win. Um, just just plain simple. But I'm not a better, and I did not bet on the fight. Um, my boss is listening. Yes, I did not bet on the fight. Um, I can't. And then the other thing that was announced, I don't know if you saw this, Tyson Fury. Oh, yes, yeah. Versus Francis Ngannou. Biggest fight in exhibition fight is not the Eight. biggest fight in history. It's uh, the biggest Tyson fight of any – the UFC is not going to top it in the next year. John Jones versus Stipe, nope. I, I think. Nope. Nope. They, they already announced that fight, too. I, I, no, I, get, I, I get it. It's There's going to be more people also, watching. Jimmy. It's an exhibition fight also. They're not wearing headgear. They're not wearing headgear. They're, it's a, it, it is an exhibition fight because technically Nganu's not a professional boxer, so he doesn't have a professional boxing license. It I, is I as close to – I'll tell you that right now. It, it, maybe. Not, maybe. But Francis won. Francis won. Francis is getting paid. Whether he wins or loses, he's making more money than the UFC was even close to offering. People were thinking that he was making eight million. He's not making eight million. He's making eight figures, which means it's two 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 digits before the first comma. I don't care. Like he well, he's, he's already he won. beat Steve. Yeah, he the and he's gonna get the ratings because it's Tyson Fury, the greatest boxer, the greatest heavyweight boxer, and heavyweight it's boxer no boxing champion yeah. is still the baddest man on the planet. And you're going up. It's still going to be intriguing television because Ngannou can, can touch him, and he can go. He can go down. We can have this argument on another day about Bassman on planet. I think UFC heavyweight may have surpassed that. I, I think John Jones scares me a little more, weirdly enough, than Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury scares me. Don't get me wrong, but John Jones. Because, well, I mean, there's a lot of factors into why John Jones scares me. Um, but but I I, I would I. I as the UFC guy and, and moving away from boxing, I never really was on boxing. I still think the UFC has overtaken the Bassman on the planet, but I agree. Like I said, it's going to make ratings. It's going to get a fat paycheck. He probably doesn't have much to fight again. He'll probably get his ass kicked for three rounds and, and call it a day. <laughs> I just want to see him touch. Like the, I want, I, I feel like there's a possibility it could look like the, the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fights, which those are two of, the first I hope, two. I hope it's a good fight, Jimmy. I really do. But I just and Fury I can take a right hand from hell because there's times where I thought Deontay Wilder was going to kill him. He could take a right hand from hell and he could still come back. Like there's he he can he can resurrect from from quite a few things. Um, all right, we've teased it long enough. I think it's time. Guess the bench. This is the I MMA edition. What I'm going to do MMA. I'm I'm a little shaky, so I hope you gave me some long pops. Is all I'm going to say. You, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they're. I, know. I gave you a niche, and I don't know how I'm going to do about it because I've literally been watching every episode, and the new episode comes out tonight of the Ultimate Fighter, and I, don't, I literally have oh, no idea what. And the, in your niche question, the first part is a lollipop, or at least I think it's going to be a I lollipop. Hope. The second part, we'll see. Uh, currently, we're tied at three points for the summer. We've each done one set of questions so far. We've each gotten three out of a possible five. Remember, the last question is worth two. If you get it right, you could possibly get a six out of five. Um, basically a money ball rack, which I, well, that's the other thing that we forgot to mention. Who? What? Do you know the name of the, the woman? Because I saw it was the biggest thing out of the WNBA All-Star game. She went like 23 consecutive shots oh, in a row. Sabrina Ionescu, yeah. Sabrina Ionescu, she's a dog. She's that a was dog. A, she was on fire as NBA James. Steph would Curry hasn't hit that many in a, in a money ball rack and, and, and three-point contest, which is the exact same rule. So 
We'll see if that's ever broken, but Sabrina balled out. Ridiculous. Um, no, we have five questions here. Well, let's go ahead and get started. First question. What member of a famous MMA family owned the UFC and nearly ran it into the ground before initially selling the company? Let's see if I can pronounce this correctly. Fatitas? 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 No, no, no. no. Who owned it? Owned it before. Owned it before. The very first owner of a famous MMA jiu-jitsu family. So I'll give you that. So you know the last name. Is it really the Gracies? It was the Gracie family. There was a specific Gracie, though. Right. Uh... uh... Royce fought a UFC one. I know yeah. that. Henzo, 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 Renzo. It, it, that's a, not a bad guess because there. I think there's like eight initial. Yeah. There's like eight of the uh, first generation kids where Hoist was. Um, and by the way, Hoist wasn't the best jujitsu practitioner in the family. He was just the smallest. They wanted to prove that a little guy can take out everybody with their jujitsu. Uh, it's close. We'll see. We'll see how you do with the rest of the questions. I'm willing to give you half a point because what, what's the answer? Corey and Gracie. Okay. I wouldn't have got that. Henzo, yeah. I know my dad's met, and it's like one of my dad's like jujitsu idols. So I only oh, yeah. those, those are the two main names that I know. I would have never got that. So you don't. Henzo, Henzo is the godfather. Henzo, that's the the sibling, one of the initial siblings that I I'm believe I believe Henzo is Henner and and Huron's dad, the guys that do the Gracie yeah. Online Academy. Um, but oh, that so that was for those of you who didn't know, the Fertitas were the one the second owners of the UFC. They bought it for about a million, million and a half dollars from Hori and Gracie. The other stipulation being Hoist had to be on uh, UFC 4, I believe that he it was. Bought, like the first UFC, 10 UFC cards, I'm pretty sure. My dad yeah. was at UFC 1. It was at, where, fun fact, where was it located, Jimmy? McNichols Arena. Yes, it was here in Denver, Colorado. McNichols Arena. Don't, don't that me the stupid shit. No, that would have been way too easy. All right. Over one, but question number two: What other MMA company rivaled the UFC, named after an abstract noun? I don't know if this is an is if this is an abstract noun, but it's pride. It is pride. It okay. is an abstract. I don't I was, know what the abstract noun is. I'll be honest with you. So can you I see know. pride? Can you see pride? That, that, it's that, not that, a physical that, thing, but it is still a thing. That's that's fair. That's that yeah. that, you know, that that makes sense. Thank you, teacher, for coming to, and teaching me something today. But I knew it was pride. It is pride. It is the Pride Fighting Championships, famously known for Bob Sapp, and uh, the piss tests were optional. It's basically the who's line Very of optional. MMA companies. Very optional. All right. Question three. John Jones carries a single loss on his MMA record. What is the name of the fighter who can boast about this accomplishment? It's a Swede. It's Alexander Gustafson. It was, it was, it was, it was, no, wasn't that, was that the no contest? I swear it was Gustafson because it was, no, Gustafson was a no contest. No, it wasn't. He beat Gustafson both times. No, I swear one, oh, fuck, this is going to, I don't know. I thought it was Gustafson. Matt the Hammer Hamill. Matt Hamill was getting grounded, pounded by a very young John Jones. This was before John Jones had the title. Is before he beat Shogun for the title. He was. It was back. You know they have the stupid twelve to six elbow rule. So John Jones I was on top. That, I thought that was the draw with Gustafson, but if it was Hamill, then I, I'm, I'm Hamill technically wrong. won because they disqualified John Jones for illegal twelve to six elbows, even though Hamill that. had yeah, zero was, minutes of octagon control. Literally was was a sitting duck and. Because John Jones was just wailing on him, didn't do much. Oh, it was yeah, it was not a even fight at all. But you know, Matt Hamill is the one person who can say he technically beat John Jones. Technically. technically, he's undefeated. He's the greatest of all time. Nobody's ever come close. Well, Gustafson has come close. That's the only person. I'm interested to see now, and I actually have a video of what I'm talking about. Josh Koscheck defeated Paul Daly after faking damage from what kind of illegal strike? I know this because I remember while I, I go down UFC rabbit holes, it was a knee to the head that, that, yeah. that hit his hand. And it's just like, he literally sold the fuck out of it and got the, uh, he got a point taken away because you can't knee someone in the head on the ground. Yeah. Point taken away. Yep. Basically one fight. Got a point taken away. Won a split decision. Also fun fact. That was Paul Daly's last fight in the UFC because afterwards he was a little heated. I'm going to save the, yeah, the for those of you who stick around, stick around because we'll get to see the punch and, and the knee that wasn't. Um, but yes, Josh Koscheck did win a fight over Paul Daly after faking damage from an illegal grounded knee. 
and now into the money. Koshak was a fighter that uh, did any by any means win. Like it's. I loved him when he was fighting when he was the first one to beat Diego Sanchez in the UFC. Uh, Afterwards, I didn't really care. Like he was, he turned out to be a punk. Uh, But I loved him on the initial Ultimate Fighter. He was entertainment value. That's about it. Michigan State Wrestling. Shout out Michigan State Spartans. Moneyball question. What channel initially carried the Ultimate Fighter TV show, and what product did Connor recently promote on last week's episode? Moneyball question. Worth two points. Uh, The first one, uh, isn't it Spike TV? Spike TV was the first. I got one. Fuck. What did I fucking fucking do? It wasn't a drink. It was... It wasn't clothing. It wasn't the action figures. Fuck, I literally watched this yesterday. Gosh. <laughs> oh my You're going to be so mad when I tell you. It's not proper 12. Like It was not proper 12. No, it's it not, not proper 12. Fuck, what is it? I don't know. Just give me dude wipes. I don't know. <laughs> McGregor Fast, whatever McGregor, it was McGregor Fast Fitness and like the nutrition program. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> Obviously, I, I need to pay more attention. <laughs> I was watching it at the bar before I walked into the Burt Kreischer show. It was because they he showed up because he doesn't show up to any of the morning practices. He only showed up shows up to the night practices. He doesn't show up to the weigh-ins. Doesn't do anything. Michael Chandler's holding their hand basically throughout he, the whole time. Yeah, that's why he's yeah, locked hold, in a row. holding the hand, holding the hands of the veterans, the guys that have been in the UFC before that don't fucking need it. They should have yeah. switched the coaches at least. That Absolutely is no. stupid. Um, but no, it was I saw him blaze in, blaze out, and then the next commercial, McGregor fast. Hello. I'm Conor McGregor here for McGregor Fast. Yeah, well, coach, coach your team. Just, just coach, coach your team. team. Your team's lost every single fight, and obviously, I'm, I'm gonna watch tonight's episode. But I would take a guess they got swept. Take like a wild guess because they're he's facing Chandler's number one guy. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's probably a good good possibility that he did lose. Um, wouldn't that make him over two in the two times that he's been coach on the UFC? I don't Pretty know. sure his his last team because that was the year that Artem was on it. I can't remember. Was it with Dillashaw? Or was it? Uh, it was. It was. Garbrandt. Was it Garbrandt? It no, because Garbrandt was an assistant coach for Dillashaw's team. It was Dillashaw. No, 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 no. It was Uriah Faber and and yes, 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 yes. And Garbrandt was like yeah, snake in the water or whatever, and that's that whole thing went down. All right, so out of a possible three? six, got three. You, you got three. So All you're right. consistent. I'm, I'm, I'm consistently 50%. Consistently 50%. That makes Nico – puts him at six points for the summer. Remember, whoever wins the trivia by the end of the, the summer will get a head start in the NFL pickup. And see, Nico's swept me so far on all of that, so I'm really hoping that I at least win the trivia so I can have that uh, little bit of an uptick on him. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you enjoyed the live show. Anything else you want to touch on before we tell everybody the the handles and, and send everybody off um, on their way? The Denver Nuggets are still NBA champions. Thank you. Yeah, I, I might as well. Here we just, go. Just, just, just going to do that every game. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I should just care. leave this up. I should just have this up on the screen, no matter what. Uh, be sure to follow us at FEOTB pod, all social media platforms. Be sure to check out the variety sports network at variety underscore sports, underscore subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe on iTunes, uh, leave a five-star rating, leave a review. If you leave a review, we'll read it on the show. Be sure to check out our new sponsor, old humble distilling.com use promo code variety sports and VSN will pay for your shipping. Uh, and yeah, continue to rock along with us. We'll have a couple more interesting episodes coming up for you before NFL season starts rearing its ugly head again and we get more back into a sports context, but it's been fun so far. Thank you for spending a majority of your summer break with us up until this point. Hopefully you enjoyed. Enjoy the rest of your week. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, thank you guys very much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Peace! If you don't stay down and you never quit, come on over here and sit on the far end of the bench. Mm-hmm.